Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. And happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Fight Club. Welcome to Fight Club. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, system, and culture. We're a team of self-employed industry experts, and we get to be joined this week by Diana Henley. We're super excited to have you with us. Welcome to the show, Diana. Please give our listeners a brief introduction of yourself and your business. Uh, Okay, so I am the founder and owner of Natural Care Cleaning Service for almost 14 years now, and um, also four years ago started Natural Care Pest Control. I work with family business, so I work with my husband. My husband and I have worked, this is our, this is four businesses we've worked together in. Uh, So for most of our marriage, we've we've worked together in in different companies and our daughter is our operations manager. She does an amazing job and, um, you know, just uh, lots of steady growth. Thank goodness. So awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you. Thank you for joining us, Diana. My name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a pressure cleaning company in South Florida with my husband. Uh, my background is in marketing and graphic design work and things of that sort. So I love making things colorful, fun, but also helping business owners understand the numbers behind the marketing and how to make better decisions based upon that. So I'm super excited to talk to you today about marketing and welcome to Fight Club. Great. Good morning, and my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own a full service accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company, and I co-own a window cleaning gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, in Northern California, and I'm really happy to be back on this Tuesday. And Diana, it's always so good to see you. Welcome to Fight Club. Hey, Diana, I'm Michelle, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote staff in your service business, whether you need a CSR, office manager, or anybody to help you manage all of that communication that comes at you. That's that's our business. And I also work with my husband, although he's not here because he has a new job, but I'll tell everybody about that later. I am thrilled to talk to you today and hear have heard all kinds of cool things about you and your business and your awesome husband. So welcome to Fight Club. And lastly, my name's Martha Woodward. Diana and I go way back. Uh, We met at an ARCSI event, I believe, which is the Association of Residential Cleaning Services International. Um, But anyway, good, good friends. And I'm excited to have you on. Um, Oh, yeah. For people that don't know me, I owned a maid service for... 13, 14 years, and um, I co-founded Quality Driven Software, and now I'm all about helping people build happier workplaces. So thank you so much for joining us, Diana. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, I'm going to switch it up a little bit today. I'm going to steal a little bit of Martha's thunder with Mm -hmm. building happier workplaces, but we're going to talk about the marketing behind building those happier workplaces because this is something i feel is still a problem i just got off a meeting this morning where some friends of ours were talking about this Um, hiring is still a little bit of an issue for a lot of people out there in the service industry and you kind of run that whole side of the business diana so i'd love to hear kind of some of your techniques that you're using right now to market to new employees uh, well, honestly, part of uh, part of my marketing I took from Martha. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I try to keep it very upbeat with our marketing, and I also switch it up. You know, I'll switch it up, try different things, um, different uh, like you know, like on the job ads, I'll try different titles. I also go and look at job ads not necessarily of my competitors although i do check those out because i want to make sure that we're staying competitive i go to my friends 
who own cleaning services, I've gone through and checked all of their ads and asked them what's working. Uh, you know, even, you know, even the titles like, uh, Indeed can kind of get a little persnickety about the title sometimes, uh, but you know, I tried, I tried to, I tried little, I tried to sneak little different things in here uh, just to get to, to catch the attention. Um, and then right off the bat, you know, when somebody goes and they look at our ad, we, uh, we switch over to video. So then if, if they're interesting to me, we switch right over to video and we start marketing to them via video. Uh, everything's pretty automated. You know, so they as, as soon as they show some interest in, and they look interesting to me, then they start getting my text messages and emails. And I, I treat them as if they, you know, I'm, I'm looking for clients. That's wonderful. So it sounds like you have a really great automated system there, mm -hmm. which Michelle is probably drooling over right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd love to. So we talked a lot about some ways you've changed up titles and ways you're kind of adjusting the verbiage of your advertisements for internal employees to be able to draw them in. Right. So what's something that you've seen? Because I think this is a really key point. Because when we market to clients, there's a specific way we draw them in. We want to talk about how we're going to help them and how we're going to solve their problem. So how are we, or I should say you, really helping to solve the problem of employment for these internal you know, customers of ours? Mm, well, I would say we have become very flexible uh, the last couple of years. And so our ads reflect that. Um, they pick their schedules and their days. We pay, uh, you know, top top dollar in our area. Uh, so that's, of course, super helpful. <laughs> and, you know, and that's one thing. My goal is really to be one of the highest paying cleaning services in my area. Uh, and that's so, beautiful. you know, we talk about that and we talk about ways to continue to increase, uh, you know, that part of our business. Um, I would say, um, you know, part of the automation was a little bit scary because I lost, you know, that mass amount of applicants that I would get. Uh, but I have a really good show rate. So I think I think That's it's just kind of narrowed it down a That's, bit. Nicer. And that helps tremendously because then it's not you're not having your time or your hiring manager's time wasted. Right. We're getting the high quality individuals into the office who then will be able to successfully go through that next part of the interview process outside of the automation. So that's huge. Yes. So, um, so it sounds like you're using Indeed. Um, are you using Facebook or are you using like college job boards? What are some of the places that you're actually placing these advertisements for your internal customers? Um, I, I kind of stopped going out into the community and using that type of recruiting. It, I, I never really had great luck. Um, and so I pretty much will stick with Indeed or Facebook. Uh, I've tried some other, uh, you know, different um, different systems. And I will probably go back to other ones because we have we've stopped using kind of that internal process of Indeed and we have our own. So they go outside of Indeed th these days. And that's a lot easier for me to use different different, you know, online platforms. Absolutely. That does make it a lot simpler. So it's. You know, I've heard a bunch of things over the last year that people have tried, and it's always interesting to see where each individual business lies because it is different for every area. Marketing to those internal customers is completely different than marketing to your you know, actual customers, but similar in the same way. And I, I've heard people, you know, discuss emailing their current client list and asking them if they know of anyone oh. that would be a great fit for their mm -hmm. company. And I think that one's a really creative way that you, you're getting your clients who trust you to want to send someone to your business who they trust. And then that potentially can add to the funnel as well. So there's been a lot of creative ways through all of this COVID that have come mm -hmm. out for hiring your internal customers. And now, as far as your um, your show rate's really great, which is fantastic. I love hearing that because I know that's an issue a lot of people have as well. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, when it comes to the the actual, um, let's talk about the job requirements on the ad because I think that's something that a lot of people put a lot of weight on. Mm -hmm. I know I've I've kind of used Martha's and Megan's kind of techniques for our job ad as well. So I'd love to hear how you kind of 
get in the requirements for the job without having that be too much of a restriction on your advertisement, because that's something a lot of people can put a lot of weight on. And unfortunately, it might actually turn away potential internal customers, then bring them into the business. Uh, well, that's at the bottom of the app first. Uh, you know, first, I want to tell them all the fabulous things that we're going to do for, for them and, and yes. great we are to work for and, and we're friendly and flexible and all those things. So that's at the bottom of the ad. And honestly, I don't put a lot in there. It's just kind of basic stuff that, you know, driver's license. And I, I have like a small list uh, and I don't really focus on that. You know, usually when I'm looking at their job history, I can get a feel for whether they would be a good fit or not. Absolutely. So that's wonderful. And if anyone's listening today, that's a huge, you know, golden nugget that I think we've all learned from Martha, as well as other individuals that we've worked with in the industry. It's very important to sell the company and sell how happy, as Martha would say, that they would be working within the company. And that is a really key point of answering their why. So you're still answering a why for these clients when you're, or these internal clients, excuse me, when you're marketing to them. And you're answering that through the happiness that they will be able to have at your establishment. So think of that when you're working on your marketing for your internal customers. It's really important to make sure you're answering those questions and really saving kind of like Diana said, the nitty gritty of the requirements till the end and keeping it at a minimum. So that way we're not fully you know, frightening them away. We want them to read through that ad be very happy, have that warm, fuzzy feeling inside and just know how much of a wonderful company you are to work with. So I appreciate you kind of going through everything, Diana. It's it's definitely a time where we, we need to talk about these things more and really help our fellow business owners understand how to properly market to their internal customers. So I, I thank you and thank you, Martha, for letting me steal a little bit of your uh, people side of things today. But I will hand you off to Megan, Diana, so you guys can talk about finances. Great. Uh, uh, I, do we have to? I don't know. I feel like I have. Ready. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I have like four options for us to choose from today. Okay. Um, and we, you get to choose your own ending here, your okay. own, your own destiny. Okay. So the first one is I find it very fascinating and I get asked a lot about running two different businesses. Okay. Um, like how do we keep that organized? How do you manage like staff and overhead and bookkeeping and cash and like it's a big juggle for one business when you add a second business. I like I get asked that a lot. So we could go into what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, what you guys have figured out over the past several years. Um, we could talk about doing your own bookkeeping because I know both you and Chad are very good bookkeepers and mm -hmm. I am very proud of you guys for that. Uh, we could talk, we could continue this recruiting discussion and talk about the value of good staff. So I think that you have some staff that have been with you a long time. Yeah. I think you have some staff that are very helpful in like recruiting more staff. So we could talk about like the monetary value of having A players on our team and then probably more importantly, keeping them. Um, or we could talk about leveraging friendships and relationships to build a better business, because I feel like this is something you're very, very good at. Um, and it's you, you, you're a community builder, Diana, and mm -hmm. and you you have a lot of friends in your industry and outside of your industry. And you're you're always willing to help. But more importantly, you're always looking to like kick ideas around and collaborate. Mm -hmm. And I love that about you guys. I mean, there's lots of things I love about you, but I love that you, you're sharers, like you're givers and you, you understand that like, we're always learning, like we're always mm -hmm. iterating and improving. Um, and so, yeah, so though <laughs> usually there's only two options or three options. That's four <laughs> options because you're so diverse. Um, and every guest always says like, let's hit them all. And I'd much rather just like start with the one that makes your heart sing and then if they have time, we can go into others. Okay, so. so let's let's do three because I feel like the longevity of our admin and our our managers has really helped us rock and roll the last couple of years <laughs> uh, financially. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So let's talk about that. Like, um, how many like of your key staff have been with you over a year? Uh, well, everybody in the office has been. I mean, all of the managers have been with me. For uh, fairly long term. Uh, one person, I think she's been there two years, another person, three or four. But then, uh, of course, Candace has been there for 13 years and Cynthia 12 years. 
Yeah. There's a helicopter. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's amazing. So all of them longer than two years. And, and we, we, uh, the four of us just did this rockstar admin training. So we've been talking a lot about the value of strong admins in the office. Oh, so yeah. talk to us a little bit about how that dream team has shaped natural care and kind of shaped your role uh, in the company now. So that's interesting. I actually just hired another person to come into our uh, company uh, sales and client onboarding type position. And, um, and it was interesting interviewing because I needed that person to fit our existing <laughs> kind of, you know, culture and personality of the company. And, um, I was also reading this morning uh, some feedback that I'm getting from my admins as they prepare for their reviews. And one thing that the, the, the person that's been with me for three years said, one of the questions was like, is there anybody that um, kind of gets in the way of your efficiency? Is there anybody that's holding that back? And she said, no, because they all talk so well together. So what, what really works is um, I'm a talker. I'm a high communicator. <laughs> so Candace is a high communicator and that's expected. And so it just kind of goes through. So they work really well together in a sense of if there's any issues or concerns, you know, they can, they can talk it out and, and figure out the best path. Um, they're all pretty, pretty open. We talk, we, we, you'll be glad to hear this every Wednesday. We talk every single number. We have a numbers meeting every Wednesday and we get into the nitty gritty of it. Okay. Tell us more about that because I feel like um, even at the Rockstar Admin Training, so my role was to talk about money and I noticed there were a lot of admins that had maybe some insecurity around talking about numbers or finances, oh. but maybe more strongly, there were a lot of owners that didn't want to be transparent about numbers with their staff. And so how did, how did you overcome that hurdle of talking about every single dollar with your staff once a week? Like what was the shift? What was the pivot? For us, I, I don't think I was ever afraid to talk to them about it. It was more just developing the discipline of making sure that we did this every single week. And it's made a huge difference. For instance, uh, my scheduler office manager, she has to report efficiency. How efficient are our teams? Are they 85% efficient? You know, that means their drive time, their unbillable time. Are they efficient? And um, if they weren't efficient, her first thought was, well, I had a lot of call-outs that week. So I had a harder time with the efficiency of the schedule. So I had them add a column to her report. And that is how many call-outs did she have? Because she consistently has the same call-outs week over week, over week, over week. And sometimes that was a high efficiency. Sometimes it was a low efficiency, but the call-outs wasn't making the difference. Okay. We I have to stop here. see that. We, we have to stop here because this is amazing. And I think actually this is exactly where we're going to spend our time is we're going to talk about the, okay, the KPIs good. that each person in your office has oh. to report because okay. this idea of self-reporting is huge. This idea of like being transparent and letting them see how this week really wasn't that different than last week, even though it felt really different. And so having to explain that. So labor efficiency is something that I am starting to obsess about this year because okay. I feel like there's so much hidden money in labor efficiency, right? Like if yes. we're fully staffed oh, and yes. our calendar is full, the way you can squeeze the cottage cheese and like optimize <laughs> your bottom line is in labor efficiency. So for those uh, listeners that don't know what labor efficiency is, can you talk like you just said 85% like that off the cuff. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about what you mean. So your scheduler, their job is to, to fill the schedule, to make sure that every available job hour is filled. And so, uh, so she has two jobs. One is productivity and the other one is efficiency. For us, productivity is in the home. How, how, how productive are our teams? Um, everybody's productivity goal is 100%. We have some that are at 115, 120, and some that are at 90. You know, and obviously those 90s, we start trying to push them up. And then our efficiency is that unbillable drive time. Are we making best use? Are we not sending, you know, Houston's huge. You don't want to send somebody from this side to that side ever. And if we do have to send them, we need to speak about it. Like, why did this happen? So that's really what our goal is. And so everybody has their numbers. And if their numbers are off, they have to dig into why is my number off? It can't be, well, I had a lot of 
absences. Right. How you, many absences did you have? Right. Did you have an off day? Was the job, was it a new client and it was Miss Bid? Were you, uh, did you take a longer break or a longer lunch? Like what went, so for us in the window cleaning world, you know, there's eight hours in a normal work day. It's kind of loosey goosey, like eight ish. Yeah. And we expect six of those to be productive billing hours, but mm -hmm. those six productive billing hours, we expect to be at a very high labor rate because our mm -hmm. scheduler has booked out our calendar at certain dollars per hour. And what I find is most home service businesses never go back and look like, well, did we actually hit the dollar per hour that we thought we were going to hit? And like, why are we having this overtime or why, why is payroll higher this week? Mm -hmm. So for you, you have a small advantage because you're in recurring revenue. So mm. your jobs each week should look kind of similar. Right. So there should be trends. Um, so what does that spreadsheet look like for your scheduler? You said you added a column, but what are they reporting? Like, is it a percentage or right. is it a dollar amount? Is it per day? Is it per it, week? Like, how does that look? Week. So we look at, we do this week to week. And so for Cynthia, she's telling us what's our client count, how many losses, how many gains and efficiency. And what else does she report? Wait, is somebody noting that? Cause that's amazing gold. Uh, I'm usually I, the note taker. Yeah. Um, okay. So client count, gains, losses. Uh-huh. And then uh, she's, she's in charge of the scheduling. So it's efficiency. So I will, I'm going to tell you a mistake that we made that I've been kind of saying, why don't we have this number? Why don't we have this number? Why don't we have this number? And Chad went to a workshop last week and said, oh, our number's off. I'm like, oh, that's the joy of working with your husband. I've been saying that number's off. <laughs> and so our teams check in every day and they post, hey, uh, I'm, I'm in this zone. I'm getting off at this time. And so I've noticed that they're getting off earlier. And so I kept asking, how many available hours do we have to work and how many are we working? And why isn't that in this column? Oh, well, we have this number. Or we have that number. No, no. But what I'm asking is how many available hours do we have that we're not working, that we could be working? And so, uh, so my husband came home from a workshop and he goes, hey, so-and-so has a, this size you know, company that's bigger than ours and has fewer employees. What's up with that? Okay, can we add that number down to that? You know, and so he started talking to our scheduler saying, okay, so it looks like, you know. It looks like we have some hidden, and that happens to us sometimes when I'm like, okay, but when everybody's getting off at 2.30, like, what am I supposed to do with that extra hour and a half of the day that I had budgeted for? Like when we set our weekly, but you know, like, yes. okay, that's, that's so helpful. So Colin is drinking our Kool-Aid right now and he wants to talk more KPIs. So you said you just brought in a salesperson. Right. Can you walk through what they're reporting at their weekly meeting? Well, I'm not sure yet because she's not there, but she's going to take some stuff from other people. So from Cynthia, I'm sure she'll do gains and losses. Um, so, so let me think, let me walk through Candace is, so Candace does the, the big enchilada. So she's in charge of the productivity. And so that means if there's any team members that aren't being as productive as they could be, she reaches out to them and she's the one that fixes that issue. Um, let me think. Meaning like labor rate. Like, did you, uh, yes. or, or do you do like uh, their budget? Like, did you get it done on time? Is that what you mean by productivity? Uh, yes. Did they get it done on time? Okay. And if they're not getting it done on time, so she's in charge of payroll. So we pay percentage pay plus bonuses. Mm. So that's a long conversation. And yeah, we have that conversation before they start our company three different times in three different ways. So we want to make sure that they're really internalizing it. So she's in charge of that. Are they being productive? Do they understand it? Are they, um, what else does she do? Gosh, I wish I could have just pulled this up because it's a long list. I'm not even kidding you. I feel like I'm going to have to give you the list. No, no, no. That's so helpful. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm going to, and does she do much with hiring? So like, does she track lead, like applicant? I'm no, hiring. So I report on the hiring. So my report is um, how many people applied? How many people did I invite for an interview? How many people showed up for that interview? How many people did I offer the job to and how many took it? Uh, basically, I need to manage how many hours I'm putting in. Uh, it's pretty automated, so it's a nice system. Uh, I have a good show rate, but I also, I also do all of my interviewing through Zoom or FaceTime. 
So I, you know, it's so irritating when somebody mm. doesn't show up, but I have, I have a list of tasks that I do specifically for that time. So I take my eyes off of the zoom that they didn't show up and do this other task. So I'm not sitting there irritated. Mm. <laughs> then, oh my gosh. Michelle is going to definitely talk to you about that. I love this grab and go list. I'm freaking out. That happens it. to me all the time where I'm like, uh, the client didn't show. And usually I'm like doing a dance party. Like, yes, I get free time off. Yeah. <laughs> but then I should also not like go get a cup of coffee and go for no, a walk no, and think. like, you know, water the plant. Like, I yeah. should be more productive during that time. Cause then at four o'clock I'm like, I've done nothing today. It's like, well, okay, I did not. Yeah. Um, okay. Salesperson. I'm going to just circle back. Cause I copied okay. and pasted that when you started talking, I think they're probably gonna take leads, gains, losses, total sales, conversion yes. rate. Um, anything else we're missing? There? So I'm trying to think of what chat, us? chat is sales and marketing for. So right now he is like, how many people came to the website? How many, how many people signed up for recurring for one time? Uh, oh, he always has to list what we've got going on, whether it's Facebook ads. Did he send out an email campaign? You know, he has to take your, he has to report that. Um, yes. I people. love it. Yes. I love it. Um, so that's like uh, uh, client acquisition costs. Mm -hmm. Cool. That was so good. Okay. And then I'm assuming I'm going to end on this note. I'm assuming your office was not always this dream team. I'm going to assume that this is like kind of a team that you've built over the years for somebody who's sitting out there being like, I, I have so many friends who don't respect or like their office managers. And I'm like, why are you working with them then? Like life's too short. Yeah. What, what do you do to help like shift their mindset about that? Like, I know that it's the key position in my company. Right. All of those positions are. I know that like nothing is really possible without those that right. support. Um, mm -hmm. How how do you how would you help a listener shift their mindset about like valuing their office? I mean they they make my life possible. Right? <laughs> I mean uh, I, I mean I, I don't know. We do have a rule at Natural Care, and that is if everybody's not comfortable talking to this person, then that person can't be there. So, like, I Ooh. do every now and then have somebody that's uh, a little prickly or something, right? So they're not as open to conversation, and we actually will have that conversation. I'm having a hard time communicating with you. You're very closed off, and you have a look on your face. Um, if I can't talk to you, you can't be here. We have to be able to really fully communicate all the nitty-gritty. Yeah. So that's... I think that's very helpful. I, that, if I would pick one thing, it's that they all communicate very well, right? I love that. I love that. If, if I can't communicate with you, you can't be here. And that's not on you. That's not on me. Like I, our, actually our last office manager that we lost about six months ago, that was, that was essentially what it came down to was like, we need to be able to openly communicate and be on the mm -hmm. same page. Mm -hmm. um, I love that you have those awkward conversations early. I think on that note, I'm going to pass you to Michelle and she's going to talk to you about systems. Uh, I'm sure you got her brain going with several of the things. Oh, I love this automation talk about hiring. And I feel yeah. like I might be in Martha's world a little bit, but I think that systematizing hiring is something that people really struggle with, right? Mm -hmm. They get an Indeed ad going and they throw a bunch of money at it and they fire it away. And then they're like, okay, now what? So right. can you break it down into the simple steps, like the different columns in which they proceed through that applicant process? Because that is a fully built out system, right? In your company. Right. And a lot of people just need those high points, like those little touch points so that they can say, okay, I can build that with this product or service or mm -hmm. this VA or mm -hmm. this software. They can kind of plug and play as they want. But if you just hit those highlights, I think that would be super helpful. So applicant comes in indeed and go. <laughs> so an applicant comes into Indeed, they see my ad and they go to my website and they Perfect. fill out the web, they fill out an application on my website that automatically puts them into keep, uh, okay. you know, used to be Infusionsoft. And okay, so they're in that system and, and basically I'm sending them, I, I do most of my communication through text messaging. That seems Beautiful. to be hmm. right. Like I, I don't like email. I'm going to respond to that text message. So immediately I say, hey, I loved your uh, application. Uh, can you watch this video? If you like, okay. and then so they watch a video and it's really, it's really thoroughly explaining my payroll system. It's percentage pay. I show a payroll report. 
Here's really? <gasps> Here's what everybody in the company made that week. Here's their bonuses. Oh, look, can you see this person didn't get any tips or bonuses? Hmm. You know, so we go Got through it. that in the video. And then at the end of it, if you like it, if you live within, you know, this much, you know, miles from us, um, go to my calendar and set up a, um, an interview slot with me. Okay. And so they can choose Zoom or FaceTime. Now, I have found that most people, uh, if I go in and look, and I haven't looked in a couple of months, but last couple of times I looked, they're really coming in on that second uh, touch point. So that's, really? yes, we are. Okay, cool. Right, so then I send them another one. Hey, uh, did you watch that video? What'd you think? Any questions? And then another day, are you still job searching? We're still looking. And, you know, so we have, I, I want to say like four and then they're off, you know, they're, really? they're off the, the grid for now. We may, you know, Chad is constantly wanting to uh, add <laughs> emails. Sure. He's an email guy. I'm not so much. So right. we may continue to do like, uh, you know, once a month check-ins with them until they just tell us to go away. Um, but I think that that automations and all that, we typically stay overstaffed. And right. I will tell you that there's a couple of things that I think keep us overstaffed. One is automations of the system. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm dedicated to it. Yeah. So I spend, there's never, I was out of town last week. That's mm -hmm. rare. There's never a time that we're not doing what we're doing every single week. Yeah. There's no back down of that. And I'm the one, you know, I, I spend 20 hours a week working yeah. that. And that's really important for the listeners to hear, right? It's that constant nurturing. It's like gardening, right? right. You got to be in the garden. You got to make sure those things are growing. And the minute somebody is either out of that role in your business or you're out of that role in your business, you can see the dip. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's so true when you create a system that is regimented like that. Mm -hmm. Once you pull back out of it, you can feel the pain. So well, I, I love that. That's why I've kept it because yeah. I've been um, adjusting and readjusting and adjusting and readjusting. Sure. And I have a job form that I fill out with every single interview, every, you know, same questions across the board. And then when I have issues, I go back. Like if somebody doesn't work out, I go back and look at their interview and look at how they answer the questions so I can make sure that I'm not hiring that person. Right. That's, I love that. Sometimes I'm so enthusiastic because they're so nice. Of course. Yeah. Personalities. <laughs> I miss those little, maybe not a red flag, but maybe an orange flag. Yeah. I've been paying attention to. Oh, so when is... I lose them for behavioral type issues, I go back sure. every time. So the jot form, then where does the jot form go? Because a lot of us use jot form. It's a free <laughs> service for most users. So you don't have to, you know, invest anything big. Where does that job form data land in your company? I just keep it. I mean, I just keep just it. Just hold my, on to it. I just hang on to it. And then I send a copy of it over to Candace when I've approved somebody for hiring. I send Perfect. a copy of the interview. And, and I just keep it in the little inbox. And if I start having attendance issues, I go back and look to see what they said about attendance. You know, oh. or if I have somebody go, oh, but I didn't know that we had to drive our car every day or something. I go back and go, yeah. oh, no, but we discussed it. Yeah. You know, or last beautiful. week, last week, I actually had somebody to my, they come to my house on week four. Sure. Uh, so I can make sure everybody did their job before week four. Uh, and uh, she wouldn't come in the house because of my dog. Oh, so okay. Martha's met my sweet Sophie. She's a German <laughs> shepherd. She's 10 years old. And so I was 30 minutes away. I came yeah. home. And I said, I'm going to hide over here and remotely unlock the door. And you show me what she was doing so I can see what what was it that was startling you and making you not go in the home. Sure. And so uh, she was doing nothing. She was just looking, wagging her tail, <laughs> doing, doing old lady dog things. Uh, so we went back and I sat her down and I said, oh, so look, we talked about this here. Uh, you responded here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's, there's two different places that prior to uh, wow. hiring you, we discussed animals. Wow. Here's that is said. great. 
So what ended up happening with that team member? Did they push through that frightening thing that they claimed was scary or what happened? Well, you know, we just had the chat. This is what you told me and this is what cannot happen. I mean, thankfully it was me. Uh, but when I'm downtown and have to rush home because somebody can't get in the house, that can't happen. And right. So she's not, she's not cleaning right now. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that. Wow. But how wonderful to have that accountability piece, yes. not to hold anybody hostage, but to just say, Hey, we kind of talked about this. It's just beautiful transparency. And that system is just fantastic. So do you use other than keep, do you use any other applicant tracking like software where you can hold all this data or information or is it just notes? How does that look in your company? It's really, for us, it's all in Keep. Uh, I, th- I think that's our primary use of Keep these days is really? our uh, recruiting stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, it's in job form. All the data's in job form. Sure. You know, everything's everything I can do from here, which is yeah. great. So then if I like them, then I send over, you know, the DocuSign stuff and they yeah. pull all that out. And yeah. It's that's great. I, I'm I uh, this the job form and all of that. I made it for me uh, Got it. I it because I can't keep up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then it ended up just being a perfect, you know, perfect answer to the to the recruiting puzzle. I I'm I, obsessed with all of that. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to sign up on a job form right now for his <laughs> phone interview questions and his in-person interview. It's so brilliant, Diana. It's like so To true. use it internally, I don't know. Like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, okay. brilliant. Now, we record all of our Zoom, but we don't have that data piece. And so <laughs> we'll co- often go back and look at the recordings. But mm-hmm. being able to hit those highlight questions in like a job form, a spreadsheet, something that's just a quick glance. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I'm in implementing it too. Okay. So let's work on it together. You okay, and I. So one thing I learned with my interview questions is I can't ask them, what would you do in this situation? They have Got to tell it. me about a situation they did it in. So even with the absences, mm-hmm. I noticed when I asked them, um, how many days do you think is reasonable to call out last minute in a six month period? They're going to give sure. me the answer, but then I have to follow that up with, well, did, does that, does what you've just told me match up with your last few jobs? Is that, you know, did you stay within that reasonable time? Or, um, oh gosh, my favorite question, because they use their own cars. It's so simple and it's so little. Um, Have you at any time with any car that you've ever owned, gone out to go to work at any job you've ever had and the car not start? And then they tell me, and then I say, what did you do in that situation? So I want to know that they did something besides call out, right? Um, We actually have, so it's available. But if I said, what would you do if your car broke down? They're going to give me one answer as opposed to what did you do when it happened? Oh, I love that. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Oh, but you told me that you had a second car. What happened to that second car? (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. I love that. Just one notch deeper just seems to be solving a ton of problems. So love it. Love it. Okay. I'm going to pass you on to Martha. Thank you so, so much, Diana. This is great. All right. So um, I want to talk to you about communication because I think that that is something that's really hard for people. I don't think it's very hard for us, but it's very hard for some people. Um, but before we do that, you mentioned in your hiring system that the the second touch is where you really get people. Now, is that second touch, was that the video of you explaining the... That's a, that is, hey, did you watch the video? I've already okay. sent the video to them and now I'm asking them, did you watch it? Did you have any questions? Uh, you know, I re- reiterate what our pay structure is, you know, what our average hourly pay is, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I've already sent them the video. That's okay. my first touch. Okay. So well, the reason I asked is because I was thinking that through that, um, that video, you know, Yes, you're solving your need that people need to understand percentage pay and it's always a battle and you're getting it started early and and you and I are big believers in people being fully informed because if if they discover something they don't like later, I mean, that 
sucks for all of us. So uh, yeah. anyway, but that video, what I think is very brilliant about you describing payroll on that video is that they, yes, get a sense for what payroll is and how much they can make and, you know, and you're planting that seed of you're really empowered mm -hmm. to, on what you make. But I think even more importantly is, and they're not thinking this, but it, it does, they do internalize you're very transparent and they can trust you. Mm -hmm. So when you come and you talk, you know, you're showing them payroll they, you know, it's, they get a sense for, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to talk to this person. And uh, they do get a sense where that you are a good communicator and that there's a give and take kind of a situation. So I love it. I love everything about that. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So let's talk about communication. Okay. And let's talk about, um, Think back to your early days and think back to when, and you may have always been really good at communicating. Um, <laughs> think back to the early days when people were kind of surprised when they got let go. And then think, mm -hmm. and then I want you to compare and contrast to what you used to do mm -hmm. and what you do now. Well, so I, th this might be, a, I, I don't know if a lot of people do this and I don't know if it's the best way to do it, but it's worked for me. So I'll, I'll preface it by that. Um, every conversation that we have, uh, we write it up and I tell them we're going to have this conversation because there's an issue, but that doesn't mean it's not, it's not so much as a write up as, as we're logging it. Right. So exactly. I would never want somebody to be surprised uh, if I needed to terminate them. Um, and I don't really like having hard dis discussions. I, I'll do it, but I don't love it. I don't even love to tell them that they missed things when they cleaned, but I'll do it. Uh, right. So I try to give all the information up front so I don't have to have the hard conversation or the hard conversation is not unexpected, I guess. Like the payroll, for instance, the payroll. Um, we have that. We, I send the video. During the interview process, I say, hey, what do you think of that video? Can you tell me how we pay? I, I want them to tell me now. What did you hear? Yeah. Right. And really? then when they start the company, the little graphics that I have that explain it during their onboarding process, they sit side by side with the person that does the onboarding, which is Candace, and she explains it again. And then <laughs> when they get their first paycheck, they come into her office and she explains it yet again. Now, I did have somebody a couple of months ago uh, confused. One piece that we need to improve on is our trainer pay. Right? She's a trainer. She didn't understand the pay. It wasn't as thoroughly discussed as just the regular pay. Mm -hmm. She prefaced it by saying, I don't mean to cause trouble. I'm so sorry. I don't understand. And so I just stopped the conversation and said, this is your money. <laughs> please. And then in our company meeting, I said this, and I didn't point her out. I said, somebody had a question about the payroll. And I expressed to her, this is your money. Any question you have, ask it, ask it, ask it, ask it, ask it. Right. So uh, I want them to be open, but that's why we give them so much information over and over. So the mistake that I made before was giving them the information once. Yeah. Right. Maybe twice if they're if, you know, I was feeling generous with my time or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Now we know you just keep talking about the issues. Uh Oh, you know what? You've been absent five times. Uh Oh, you know, so we just keep talking about it. When they start having issues like that, we stop the conversation. And it's not like. You're calling in too much. You suck. It is. Hey, you know what? You've, you've been calling in quite a bit. And it seems like five days a week might be too much for you. What, why don't you drop down to four days a week? Or you, you're kind of having a hard time getting to the client's homes at eight. You want to start a not, you, you want to have a start time at nine o'clock. Cause I just want you to stick with your integrity. Just be where you say you're going to be when you say you're going to be there. I don't care if it's eight or nine. And I truly don't care whether it's eight. Right. Or nine. Right. 
This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is like blowing. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it, well, it is. It's just the last couple of years that I could get my office staff on board with all the flexibility. And so, so a hundred years ago, I cleaned houses and I would drop the kids off at school, clean two houses, pick the kids up. And that was, so why should, why should everybody else not have that same opportunity to still raise their children in that manner? Or this is kind of funny, but you know, like somebody's employee might have their dog sick. Well, if my dog was sick, I'm not going to work. So I need to hold them to the same standards that I will hold myself. If my Sophie was laying in the living room, not feeling good, uh, I'm sorry. I have to take care of Sophie first. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, and I think you're so good about identifying a problem oh. and then backtracking mm -hmm. how, you know, like, I'm sure there was a point where you were like, why is everybody quitting over their money? Like that they're not making yes. enough money or they're not understanding how, because that is so common. I mean, it's so common across all these industries where people quit because they're not making enough money. However, they could have made more money had they done this, this, this. And, uh, and so, yeah, I love that. I love that conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you've always been one of those people that um, I, I joke I always say, if somebody looks at me wrong, we're going to have a conversation, you know, like in right. the office, if you can just tell. And, yes. uh, and so like if I had employees that kind of, I said something and they kind of rolled their eyes or like, you know, then we're having a conversation and it's <laughs> not because they're in trouble. Right. It's because something is going on. And uh, like you said, it's, you know, conversations are yucky when it is kind of a power play mm -hmm. and you're having to lay down the law. Conversations are not bad when it's like fact finding mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm sure it's, exactly like me, a lot of times there was something that I was doing or management was doing and we had no idea. And we'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know, that makes perfect sense, you know, mm -hmm. but nobody was telling you. So, you, you know, I'm sure you would agree that if somebody's having trouble with communication, mm -hmm. Think of it as, I mean, you're honestly doing them a favor and you're just fact finding. It's mm -hmm. not, it, it doesn't have to be confrontational. And I think that's what people associate conversation with confrontation. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think uh, in the interview process, at the end of it, I say, I'm a high right. communicator. And so these are the next three steps that we're going to go through throughout any of these three steps. If I have any concerns or questions, I'm going to be very open to you about those questions and concerns. Can you do the same for me? So if you decide you go home and you go, you know what? Never mind. I don't think I want that job. Can you just send me a note? If you decide you don't want to show up, can you just send us a little text and let us know, you know, if you have any, if you're worried about something, you know, here are the five people that you can talk to about that question, right? So I ask them to communicate with me the way I'm communicating with them. And do, I want you to know, you know, the, the, the terrible no, no call, no shows. Mm -hmm. uh, Candace told me that we haven't had one in about 18 months. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, because they, they, it, and I don't care. Somebody quit yesterday when I was there. Somebody came in to drop her gear off and she and I, you know, I was kind of eavesdropping and I heard the drive's just much further than I thought. I'm getting stuck in traffic and da, 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 da. And I heard Candace tell her, no problem, man, I get it. You want to get home way before then. But you know what? If you move closer, let us know. So it yeah. wasn't even like, uh, again, you suck. <laughs> right. 
Right. And employees are so used to working Mm -hmm. for somebody where like kind of like they're always in trouble, you know, and uh, and we did something. I I did something very similar and I would tell them, listen, I'd say the exact same thing. Listen, if you decide that this job is not for you, absolutely understand because some people love it and some people are like, oh, I thought I'd like it and I don't like it. And I, you know, I would say there's absolutely no hard feelings. When I'll be upset with you is when you just ghost us and you don't because we just want to know. We want to know you're okay. We want to know, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, that helped a lot when I gave, you're basically giving them permission to let you know, and you've said no hard feelings. Right. Absolutely get it. Um, And I even tell them, because if you stick it out just to stick it out, you're not going to be happy and it will show up in your job. Uh And uh, so anyway, okay, we could go on and on, but I know I'm going to get the hook. And uh, so... (laughs) I'm going to pass it back to Tay and we give homework about this time. So uh, Tay, I'll let you explain that to Diana and we'll get started. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you first, Diana, for sharing a wealth of knowledge. And it, I mean, we really stuck on Martha's topic today, just in our own lanes individually. Mm-hmm. So it was a really fun time. And I, I really think this is going to help a lot of people out there. So we appreciate yeah. you taking the time with us. Um, as far as homework goes, we assign homework for accountability. So we want our listeners to be able to put into action what they have listened to today. And this is going to be a lot of homework. We talked a lot about hiring today and the right employees and how to track KPIs and the systems involved in this and communication. So each piece of this homework is going to somewhat be connected in a way for, I think this might be the full first time we're all connected on similar homework. So it's kind of a first for fight club, but we still only ask you to choose one. So please choose the one area of this topic that really is struggling in your business and you need to get implemented this week. So if you want to do bonuses, you want to do extra, that's fantastic. We encourage it. And we have an accountability group for that on Facebook that you can be able to join and get access to all of us to help you with this. So Diana, we're going to save you for last. So that way you can kind of see the pieces of homework that come out from this. Um, As far as marketing goes, it's going to be pretty simple. I just want you to take your recruitment ad and evaluate if you're actually selling your business to your potential internal customers, or if you're just putting requirements on there. So that way you can really see that the answering of that why, right? So making sure that you're answering the internal or internal customers, excuse me, why, for why they want to move from their job and join a new business to work for. And then from there, you know, you can still have the requirements in there, as Diana said, just keep them minimal at the bottom and really only the key ones that are essential for your business. Love it, love it. Um, For your finance homework, I'm gonna have you just take a minute. And I think this is similar to Michelle's homework from a couple of weeks ago where she had us do the org chart. I want you to think about your office staff members and what they're accountable for like what's their role and if you have one office staff member then you need to think about okay are they in charge of sales are they in charge of dispatching and scheduling are they in charge of interviews and maybe their accountabilities are going to be a little bit little bit longer or maybe you have a well-rounded office team and each person like in diana's company has their own role where they're accountable and i want you i'm going to challenge you to come up with five numbers that you'd like them to track each week. And Diana said it early. This is the hardest part about it is Mm -hmm. actually having that meeting. It's a little awkward the first couple times. Like it feels weird talking about these, this data points in our company, but I'm going to challenge you choose five numbers that you want to use to help uh, celebrate your office admin team and hold them accountable and then have a weekly meeting and really commit to them because they'll help hold you accountable that you're going to do this every week. So if you say every Tuesday at 9 a.m. we're going to talk about this, uh, then hopefully you're going to deliver on that promise. Every Tuesday at 10, we're going to talk about this. Okay. 
Cool. And if 10 o'clock is Fight Club time for your company, don't talk about it Tuesdays at 10. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And your system's homework is to implement JotForm, a free, awesome tool that can have many, many uses in your company. But I don't kill me, Taylor. Taylor's listening. I'm going to implement it into our hiring practice because going back and doing the videos is just not, we're not getting enough of that data. So I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do my own homework this week. Um, so look at JotForm and I'll put the link in the group. I had to think for a minute, why was Taylor going to be mad at you? No, but, my uh, Taylor, not this, yeah, not yeah, this yeah, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> um, pink collars, Taylor. Okay. I want you to identify some one thing that you have mm -hmm. staff quit over mm -hmm. and then I want you to identify what that is. I'm not enough pay, you know, the hour, blah, 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 blah. And then I want you to backtrack and think about how have you educated them on that practice? And is there anything you need to change? You know, could you get more flexible? I think flexibility is a huge job benefit that doesn't cost you much and you get great people from it. But anyway, what's the problem? How do you educate your staff? And, and if they're quitting because they didn't understand, you obviously have to do a better job of the education and you need to change anything. So, all right. And Diana. Mm, you know, I, I hear a lot of, there's always people saying, well, you have more staff because this, but it's not going to work mm -hmm. for me. Uh, so <laughs> I would say uh, really examine your um, commitment to it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, do, do you interview at the same time every week, no matter what? Do you run a fresh ad at this time every week, no matter what? Do you mm -hmm. have this a solid questions? And so for me, I guess really the, the basic question would be how much time, like log your time, how much time are you spending on hiring? Uh, because it seems to be third, fourth, fifth down on the list of things when for us, if we want growth, it has to be way up top. Uh, it has to be our primary, well, you know, one of our primary focuses is hiring. So how much time are you spending on it? Uh, you know, examine that for real. Yeah. Don't use yeah. that. It feels like I'm doing it all the time. Don't use feelings. Feelings lie. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I love it. If someone wants to get into contact with you and kind of ask you some more questions and kind of pick your brain maybe a little bit on recruiting and that side of the business, how could they get in contact with you? Um, they can email me or they could reach out on Facebook, uh, Diana at naturalccs.com. Uh, you text you? I thought you hated emails, oh. <laughs> but I don't get to it on my time. <laughs> right. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you wanted to plug your group, you have a pretty awesome group that you built Ooh. during COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure like what the intention of that group is, but you can plug that group in our group if you'd like. Um, Diana is building more community around this and mm -hmm. uh, it's really, really cool and inspiring. And I've been able to like be a fly on the wall for a couple of these cool random zoom meetings about trainual and ATSs mm -hmm. and other things. So that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Tell us what it is. It's, it is hiring and onboarding group and it's, it was selfishly for me. I just wanted to know what everybody was doing. I wanted to see everybody's ads. I wanted to see, you know, where they were having success. And so I just said, Hey, who wants to talk about this with me? And then I just threw them all in, in a group and we chat about it and new things come up. Yeah. Hiring and onboarding for service companies. Is that the one? I believe so. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, yep. That's it. Diana is an admin. Okay. I'm jumping in. I'm following right along. I'm getting in there. I love it. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, typically, Diana, we stop with the quote of the day. And so we usually pick a, an influencer, somebody that talks about business, something you know, oh, nice. that we see out there in the world that kind of ties into what we talked about. But I absolutely loved your quote. So the quote of the day today is you. And it's going to be oh. my office team makes my life possible by Diana Henley. <laughs> so 
I think all of those people that are out there in the office making it happen every day need that encouragement. So thank you for sharing yes. that lovely sentiment with us today. And uh, thank you for joining us in the Fight Club. Everybody have an awesome day out there and get your recruiting and hiring stuff all organized like Diana. Um, and have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Fight Club. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Okay. See you guys. With Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.